those who may not know me, I'm Ken, I'm one of the pastors here and uh, it's a great honour today to be able to the opportunity to kind of share something out of God's word and speak to us about the significance of this day that we're gathered here today. So let, let me lead us in prayer. Father, we give thanks for the celebration that we can have this day together, with ourselves here, later with the family and friends. But Father, as we particularly look at the story and how it may impact us, what it means for us today, we pray, Father, that you would speak into our own lives, that we might be attentive to what you would say to us in our hearts and our minds and our spirits, and that we may respond to what you would say to us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning I uh, want to particularly speak to those of us who find ourselves uh, on a road in life that we, that I guess has taken to us to a place where we hadn't planned. I wonder if you could put your hand up if you're a person who sees yourself as a planner. Okay, just how you're wired, right? Well, if you had done your, ship, uh, your Christmas shopping by the end of November, you're probably a planner. For those of you who haven't finished, you're too late. <laughs> and you're not a planner. So whether you're a planner or not, this is what I know about life. That eventually we often taken down roads that we didn't plan. I know that I've seen many parts of the world that I didn't plan because Judy was navigating. <laughs> and a whole lot of exciting new adventures. I mean, she'll admit that to you. It's all right. Often life will take us in places that we weren't prepared to go or we weren't ready to go or hadn't planned to go. And I know from time to, time to time, life does take us down roads that we hadn't planned. Life has a way of doing that. In fact, I'm pretty confident at the moment that there are probably many of you here this morning that you're on a road in life at the moment, in a road that you actually hadn't planned to be. Maybe you completed school or you've graduated from university but you haven't yet received any offer to uni or job and so you remain living with your parents. It's not what you want and maybe not what they want. It may be that some of us are in our 40s or 50s or 60s we never imagined that we'd be job hunting again at this point of the road. Or maybe you've become separated or divorced at some point along the road or your marriage has become quite difficult. Or I didn't plan to have a medical battle along the road. Or maybe there's going to be an empty chair at the table today. Because you thought someone was going to be with you this Christmas and you're grieving because the road has taken you somewhere you didn't plan. 
And for some of us, if we're honest, we might say that we're travelling down the road of regrets. I've done some things I'm not proud of, ashamed of. I wish I could go back and redo it. When we find ourselves on a road that we're not planned, it can raise troubling questions and sometimes are questions about God. Like, God, where are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you doing something about this? You see, the road that Mary and Joseph travelled that Christmas certainly wasn't something that they actually planned for. The Bible tells us lots of highlights about their story and we've become quite familiar with them. But there are lots of parts of their story we actually don't know about. For example, we don't know how they met or what their courtship was like. We just don't know. I find it's fun sometimes to try and imagine between the lines a little bit. And if you'll excuse me a bit, we'll have a look at this from a contemporary point of view. Because there's always a story behind the story. For instance, maybe Mary as a teenager was involved in a high school group at her local synagogue because she loves God. And maybe there's a student leader there who's a few years older and he's been teaching this particular night named Joe. And Joe is passionate and he is warm and he's engaging and he's teaching from the prophet Isaiah about becoming Messiah. And Mary thinks, oh, this Joe's quite amazing. I wonder what he's like. Well, afterwards they start talking and hit it off. He asks her a few questions and she finds out about him and finds out he's actually got a job. He makes furniture. The last boyfriend was unemployed. Still live with his parents, addicted to his Sony PlayStation 4. But this Joe's got potential. He thinks about her all the following week. And before he goes to student ministry the following Saturday night, he gets up his nerve, puts on some extra spurts of uh, brute, goes ask, asks her to go out for a nice coffee afterwards at their favourite coffee shop in Nazareth. And they just hit it off. Maybe the next week they hang out a bit and before long he meets her parents and she meets his parents. And one day, all of a sudden, every love song on Spotify suddenly makes sense. <laughs> She's got no idea that he's actually been uh, saving furniture money to buy a ring. And one day he gets down on one knee with a ring in his hand. And she says, I thought you'd never ask. Of course I'll marry you. There's the amazing pictures that they take, posting them on Instagram, start planning a wedding, start planning their future. You know there's some kind of story going on behind. It happens to most of us. Now we don't know the details of their plan, but we do know one thing. We know that they decided that until after marriage they wouldn't share in Physical intimacy. Maybe they started to talk about and planning to, to buy a house. One day they might have two kids, a boy and a girl, maybe call the girl Esther, the boy Samuel. They've got their map, their, their road mapped out for the future. And then one day this happens. 
In Matthew 1, verse AD, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. It's unbelievable. She's getting married to the man that she loves, and now God has chosen them to be part of history. She's possibly thinking, I can't wait to tell Joseph. He's going to be over the moon and excited. So she goes to tell Joseph that she's pregnant. Let me take a straw poll. Is Joseph excited or freaking out? Of course he's freaking out. Polite way of saying that everything hit the fan. Pregnant by the Holy Spirit? Where's he? I'll kill the guy. And the next verse says, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. He's crushed. He's devastated. He's humiliated. He's brokenhearted. Somehow he's going to have to go and tell his mum and his dad and his mates. And not only is he humiliated, but he loves her. He was saving himself for her. And it looks as if she's cheated. And notice it says that he plans to divorce her quietly because in that time of history... If you were engaged, it was legally binding. And the only way you could call it off was through an official divorce. Mary must have thought her life was over. She was to be a divorced single mum in a culture where there are no reputable jobs for single women. You see, the road had taken... Joseph and Mary to a place they never planned. And that's the road that some of us are travelling right now. The road is taking us somewhere we never planned. The road is taking you somewhere that you never planned. Maybe there's a relational rift with a son or a daughter or a relative or a friend. It used to be great, but now the hurt is so deep you don't know whether it can ever be repaired. Some of you have received a bad medical report. You had the future all mapped out, but you didn't see this curve coming or the bend in the road. Or maybe you're feeling that you're getting ahead financially and you're going to have a great Christmas for your kids or your grandkids but the car's broken down and it's taken every cent you have. It's not what you planned. Maybe you grew up as a Disney junkie. It's all going to be happy ever after. But the road hasn't taken you where it thought it would. And the list could go on. 
I plan to be married by now, to have a child by now, have to finish my studies or be free of cancer now. Well, this Christmas I have just one thought for you, one life-changing nugget of truth for anyone who has travelled down a road to somewhere that you had never planned. And I hope that you'll listen to this thought and let this thought sink deeply into your spirit. It's this. You don't have to understand the road to trust that God has a purpose on the road. Let me repeat that. You don't have to understand the road to trust that God has a purpose on the road. Mary and Joseph's road takes them to some place that they had never planned and they were wrecked and they were shattered. And Joseph determines that he has to break it off completely with Mary. But then comes the next verse in Matthew 1. We read that, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Wait a minute. You mean everything she said about the Holy Spirit is true? The angel said, yes. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. You almost see Joseph saying, wait, you're telling me that God is in this plan? You're telling me that the last thing I ever wanted to happen exactly is what God wants to happen? You mean there is a purpose in this painful road we're travelling? Friends, it's true. You don't have to understand the road but trust that God has a purpose on the road. I want to show you a picture of one of my favourite roads. Now, that mightn't look much to you. It's the road from Sydney approaching Broken Hill. It's the road I got to know fairly well over time. But it was fairly intimidating when I first travelled it. I was 27. When I first drove along this road alone in over 40 degrees heat to become the pastor of two churches in the hill, while Judy, who was six months pregnant, and our two-year-old daughter flew. You see, I only thought I'd become a country pastor. And this landscape... And this remoteness was all pretty foreign to me. Judy had never lived out of Sydney before and we were leaving all our family and our friends and we were going to a remote location where we knew no one. In fact, we'd never met anybody from there. Nor did I have any idea on how to minister in a mining place like this. And this is not what I thought ministry was going to look like or where it would take me. Would I cope? Would I manage? And I got it wrong. 
He was literally travelling along this road that I learnt to practice the words from Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, words that my grandfather had given to me when I first told him that I was going into ministry. And reading this from a contemporary English version, it says, With all your heart you must trust the Lord and not your own judgment. Always let him lead you and he will clear the road for you to follow. It was driving along this unexpected road that God challenged me. How much did I know and love him? How much was I willing to allow him to lead me along unfamiliar roads and to accept his amazing grace? How much was I willing to trust him with my life? And I sensed from God that he was asking that if I was willing to put my hand in his hand, that he was going to use my life to help others to find God and bring and build their relationship with him. And I made a renewed decision along that road that day that I would trust the Lord with all my heart wherever he took me. That I'd let him lead. I'd let him clear the road even when that road took me to places that I hadn't planned. My friend, all these years later, 40 years later, I have zero regrets that I trusted the Lord again along that road. I found my purpose in life on that road that has since taken me to places that I had never planned. You see, Broken Hill in the end became such a formative place for Judy and for myself. I came to better understand my imperfections, my limitations, my vulnerabilities and how God can use me despite my fragility. I came to recognise that I had so much more to learn and committed to becoming a lifelong learner. Judy and I renegotiated our marriage so it became more healthy and life-giving and fulfilling for both of us. It caused me to redefine my understanding of ministry and begin developing my philosophy of ministry. You see, my time there prepared me to travel many more unplanned roads, which would have been possible if I hadn't travelled down that road. This was Joseph and Mary. They didn't understand the road when she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure they didn't understand the road when they found themselves in Bethlehem in a stable because they couldn't get a room at any hotel or inn. They didn't understand the road when they had to escape to Egypt as refugees because Herod wanted to kill their newborn son. 
And I'm sure Mary didn't understand the road 33 years later as she watches her son whipped and beaten and bloodied as he died on a cross. He just collapsed in grief and wailing. This wasn't what she planned. But even when she didn't understand the plan, God had a purpose. And three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. What was the purpose of all that? Well, this is the purpose of Christmas. The purpose is you. People say, you hear it all the time, that Jesus is the reason for the season. That's not totally accurate. You are the reason for the season. For God so loved the world, for God so loved you, that he gave his only son. For you, God has a purpose. So that no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how dark your life may have been, you can, recall, you can call on him to be saved, forgiven. God had a purpose. Not to prevent a life of pain for you, but to give you the power and the strength to deal with it if you trust him. Mary and Joseph had a plan, but God had a purpose. And maybe right now the road in your life has taken you somewhere where you never planned. And maybe it has been quite difficult. And not for one second would I seek to minimise your pain because I know it is so real and I know it really hurts. But I also know that you don't have to understand this road to trust that God has a purpose for you on the road. And in fact, I believe that the road of life has taken each of us to be here today for a very special purpose, even if it wasn't something we planned. Maybe it's so you can find your way to God or to find your way back to God, whose birth we celebrate today. God who was born in a manger in Bethlehem and learning to trust him with all our heart and know that he can clear the road ahead for you. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. As each of us considers that while we had plans to be here for Christmas service. Maybe God has a bigger plan. God has a bigger purpose. That God wants me. God wants all of me. And I wonder if you'll acknowledge that in the quietness of your own heart and mind.
and to say, yes, God, I realise I'm part of a greater purpose. And today, Jesus, I need your grace as I give my life to you. Just tell that to Jesus. And maybe you'll want to share it later with a friend or one of the pastors, one of the prayer team members. God, I thank you for the purpose of Christmas, for the purpose that we can find along the road, even when we may not understand the road and where it's taking us. We trust you. We trust that you have a purpose along the road and you'll make that road clear to us. We lift our prayer in gratitude and worship. In Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.